0: you found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Absolutely delighted to have this opportunity to interview Raina Irene, a heart, soul, and spirit practitioner whose memoir is titled because of Josiah, the sacred alchemy of a mother's unending bond with her son and spirit. Reina will be speaking to us today from Yucaipa, California. Reina was aware of the spirit world early on in her life. When she was a teen, her older sister went to spirit, greatly impacting her views on life and what was afterward. Then in her early 30s, after her father transitioned, she began an even deeper deeper exploration into the afterlife. However, it was her son Josiah's sudden departure in 2017 that shifted Raina's awareness, taking her on a dynamic journey from heart-shattering grief to the stunning realization that their bond is unbreakable and still thrives. When with Josiah serving as her teacher, Raina has learned to recognize, interpret, and respond to the messages received from loved ones in spirit. She now works with mothers who also have children in spirit, helping them to understand that communication with their child is not only possible, but happening all the time. I'm looking forward to talking with Raina about her grief journey with her son in spirit, her healing circles, why she believes healing is important to everything we do and more in what is surely going to be an inspiring and touching interview hey rena a warm welcome to grief and rebirth podcast
1: thank you for having me
0: my pleasure my pleasure let's start with this question please tell us how the loss of both your sister and dad impacted your views on life and what was afterwards before your son Josiah transitioned?
1: Well, when Joanne went to spirit, she was 30 and I was 15. And, you know, as a young girl, I, I looked up to her as a goddess, you know, like watching her put on her makeup. And, and I was just, I just didn't understand like how, how that happened so fast and how she could just disappear from, from me. And, of course, my parents were left to deal with that. Back in the 70s, I think it was the 70s, um, you know, earlier, we didn't talk about things. We didn't go to counseling. And so my mother and father, my father, who was a physician, also was like, I couldn't fix my daughter. She had lupus. And back then, there was no, you know, cure like they do now. They can, you know, put it at bay. And, so I, I had to look on the front, you know, like an exploration for myself. And I... You know, I was 15, and so, you know, the 70s, and we got a little tiny wild, but that lasted, like, a minute and a half, because that wasn't going to fix anything for me, you know, and uh, my brother uh, married um, this gal named Becky, and Becky had a woman, an, an older woman, who did oracle cards, and she did them with just the deck of cards, like a regular deck of cards, and I began going to see her. And I thought she had the funniest last name, quick story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can tell many quick stories. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) All my children, like I thought, this is Elkins. That's so weird. I didn't, no relation, but I ended up marrying an Elkins and my children were all Elkins. It was just very ironic. So um, I started to search and inquire and I would have dreams of like sand dunes and I would wake up thinking, knowing that it was like something spiritual and, and um you know just just always looking for that higher perspective on everything and even in the in the even as an adolescent that deeper perspective it, and as an adolescent sometimes it's hard to get to so I can look back now and see what I was doing but then I had no clue, you know. Now when my father, um I was 33. And my, I worshipped my the ground my father walked on, and just it was devastating. Like just as a young girl, you know, just I was devastated. Was, and, it,
0: a sudden, you know, was it a sudden transition? You no, know, my, my my
1: parents had me later in life, but he had emphysema, you and you know the physician, you know, and um he just you know his lung capacity just was failing and failing and failing, until it finally failed. He was seventy two and um but you don't expect your parents to ever go anywhere you just you think oh they're invincible you know they're not human <laughs> you, know, so, right. uh, but, you know and i i really had a, i really struggled it took me a, a, a good six months to kind of come out of that one i had just moved out of state too so i was in the, like i didn't know anybody hi my name is my i dad just died you know that right. was so um so I just was looking at small children and I was like, dad, I need you to like be here and I need your guidance still. So I kept um, looking to him for that, that, that wisdom. And so I would ask him something and I just felt like what dropped in my head that my dad would, you know, that's my dad. So I just kept looking for that. Um, that so you skill. really
0: already had the belief that he was still with you? Well, you
1: know, I know okay, I don't believe in hell, you know, so like, you know, I was, didn't think that he was going to go anywhere else, but right next to me, you know, but, you know, like, it's just, where are you, and there has, something has to be greater than this, for sure, but um, he had to be right here, where, were, you know, my sister had to be right here, you know, then I lost my brother, you know, it's like, what, where it, right, yeah. like, you know, So I just kept searching for all those answers in everywhere I could, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: And um, then your son, Josiah, who was an inquisitive child, a talented artist, performer, and healer, he, you got a devastating phone call about him that turned your world upside down. What was your relationship with him like before that phone
1: call? Just close. You know, two and three phone calls a day. And he was, um, he was just, he was my baby. He was, he was youngest. your youngest of three, right? He was your youngest child of three. And, um, you know, so he, he was, just, he was really funny. And he was just, he always, you know, wanted to hang out with me. So we always had this very close relationship. I, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate with all three of my kids. Josiah was... When he was um, two and two, uh, two days before he turned 20, he uh, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he, you know, he was already into circus arts, and you know, he's very artsy-fartsy already. But by then, he had gone to um, Cal State Fullerton, and he was uh, doing theater design. And he went from this yuppie, Orange County yuppie to just this, he, he, the evolution, the, the, the spiritual growth that came from that diagnosis was phenomenal. And because I too had that same road that I traveled, we were able to have these amazing conversations. And, and, you know, I would travel down to Orange County or wherever he lived and he would say, oh, i got to take you to this health food store and I gotta take you on this trail and I, you know, you've got to try this remedy, (laughs) you know, like, and then I, in turn, was also saying, Josiah, guess what I heard about, like, you need to do this, and, you know, so he was, you know, he was definitely a bohemian, you know, bohemian nomad, you know, during to a quest, but in that quest, he, you know, I tagged along, mostly via phone call, because he was traveling so much, so we were very, very close, and very connected, and he was really open to what I had to say which I think is you know
0: what a blessing because yeah. at that age usually most kids are saying mom leave me alone I'm going to do my own thing I don't want to hear it um uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they're busy separating out <laughs> like I mean he was you know he was he was a Leo he was stubborn and he had his own agenda for sure you know and, and his own quest in life right wow. so, wanted something from me he was you know open to that you know right
0: Right. well um, i mean cancer threatened to take him away but instead it was an encounter with the tree you want to tell us that story so we
1: kept cancer away when i say we because i do feel very emotional (laughs) um for a good seven years where it just really wasn't, you know, he was just having issues, but they were minor. And the last couple of years, it got really uh, intense. And um, so we were really plugging in of things to heal. And, and he had this way of taking his illness and making sure that he dealt with it spiritually so that he could connect physically with it. And so he was, he would get these bouts, and he would get ill and then he would like get better and then it was like um, like miraculous like you are you are it's always your magic <laughs> so the last summer was was brutal and he he it really was probably the worst situation I had seen and um I already had a mo you know like emotions around it. You, you know you're leaving me you know you're going soon of course
0: you had to be grieving him, starting to grieve already with that, with those things. Yeah,
1: so I was all, you know, you don't want to think that you want, you don't want to put that belief before you, but there's an undercurrent that rides in the, you know, that you, there's some things you can't deny, and it's not what I wanted, but I didn't know, because, you know, I don't care how psychic you are, you just can't really predict that, you know, and so um, he... He'd been down at the house, and he, you know, was talking about borrowing his friend's motorcycle. And you know, my husband's like, "The last thing you need is a motorcycle." He wanted to buy that motorcycle, and he didn't tell me <laughs> that he was going to go ride a motorcycle. But he, he was all alone, really—a bizarre, yeah, bizarre. I guess that's I a good enough word. He was on a motorcycle, and he was all alone, and he came around a curving country, <laughs> and nobody was there. So I don't know what happened. Except what he showed me after was like that he I really believe this and I wrote about it and it's in the book that I really believe he just and I don't know why he looked to the left because that's what he did in my mind. Look to the left and he saw that portal and there was you know the most magnificent thing he'd ever seen. And he was like, oh you know, I'm an elf alchemist, I'm going that way. And um, but the irony, the irony that you know, as I went through all his drawings and stuff, that I saw trees and everything. You know, we're all connected to the trees and mm-hmm. life. And, and he had a, the Kabbalah Tree of Life tattooed on him, and and he um, he made this tree behind me, and um, that the irony, you know, that he went back to I think where he came from, you know, and I had to make some peace with that. Um. So the motorcycle
0: hit the tree. Okay. It physically took his body, but I. But it's sounding like his soul already was leaving. That
1: was just his time. Yeah. I have been like having this, like I. I do it up the arms, like uh, you know. Oh my gosh, this is going to happen, and then all of a sudden this happens. So it's kind of like I was sandwiched in this energy of like, what just happened here? Oh, what's the deal? You know. Right. 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 Right.
0: So. This happens, even though you sort of, I mean, you were sort of already grieving him if you lost him to cancer, but now you listen this other way and your grief is just heart chattering how you deal with that. So you want to talk about that and what it was like for you when Josiah reached out to you from the other side to let you know he was not only happy and healthy, but he was healed at whole
1: on the other side? Wow. You know... The very first thing I got a, a message, on um, instant message, and, and uh wanted to call me and they told me he was in a motorcycle accident and I ended up having to call this hospital up in uh, San Jose and I'm up in Northern California, I'm southern. And um, you know, the doctor, you know, said what he said and I don't know what he said because I literally just phoned to my husband and I just turned into a mist. And, you know, I reappeared outside, I walked into the backyard, and just the truth of the matter is what I wrote in that book, all I said was, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? You have got to show me where you are. You know, I cannot do this without you, period. (laughs) Like, so if I don't know where you are, I got to go with you, you know, like, and so um, I laugh now, but it's wasn't funny. And um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure like that. that so many people listening the, to this can totally relate to what you were going through. My goodness. Yeah. You know, it was
1: just it was hysterical and um uh you know I'm sure I fainted and, and, and all the things that, that happened and you know to make the phone calls to so that you may you said, uh, and his dad and you know all those things and I you know it, it was horrid, you know, and um but and I knew that we were so connected and there was just no way that he couldn't be here. It wasn't gonna happen. And you know, in, your, in the immediate moments, it's hard to see anything because you you don't have any eyes. <laughs> like You don't have eyes, you're, everything just dissipates on you. And so, um, but it wasn't long because first of all, as I went, well, as actually when I was writing the book about when I heard about it, where he showed me, mom, do you remember me calling me right then and the feelings? So I know that he told me he was leaving as he was leaving. So but I was in the middle of the crowd, so I didn't really recognize that. So it was a few days later when I um, got, I was outside and a friend said, there's a magenta glow around you. And you know, use rose oils because it's the highest vibration of love. And uh, what'd you say? Uh, and then a butterfly came. <laughs> and so everyone left. And husband went to sleep. Sister went home. It was quiet. It was the first quiet moment I had. And I came back into my healing room where I am now, and I said, "You have to speak to me. How are you going to speak to me?" And I felt called to pull a couple deck from the deck, a couple decks of cards. And one of the deck, one of the cards was this woman with roses in her hair, and a magenta glow around her. Oh wow! And then recently, I watched some afterlife. I can't remember what it's called, and they talked about when children leave, they have a magenta glow. Blew my mind. I'll find that if you get hold of me, what that is. So, uh, then the next day. There was a butterfly in the tree that we called over that stayed there, and showed us. I could see there was a blemish on the right side, and one of the tre- uh, lights were gone on the left. And my daughter took a picture, and the blemish was a heart. And all of a sudden, I was in this energy of, oh, he's showing us impact is on the right. Something happened to his leg, you know. And I kept, you know, I was in this. Story and my kids were all, in, you know, like we're all in unison in the story. And sure enough, when we went up there, um, he looked beautiful, but you could see that there could have it happened to the right. And then I told my son, you know, look at his leg, and sure enough, his leg was wrapped. So I was like, okay, okay, you're communicating with me. And then we, it just went from there, you know. Um, the next day, well, that day was after the butterfly. Uh, I had a dream about him. He was in my dream, and he showed me all sorts of storylines. It was kind of a crazy dream, but the beauty of it was I was able to analyze the dream and, and, and get the information he was trying to say to me that, you know, I, he hadn't fallen that far, and it was it was a crazy dream, and he was watching me. He looked like he did when he was in high school. And he had sunglasses on, and, and I was, you know, you're, you're right there, and then it switched scenes, and a little boy came up to me about nine-ish. And said, can I stay with you? She stayed stay with me. Like, <laughs> there's no choice. You have to, you know? So uh-huh. that was like, amazing. And then the next morning, I woke up, and there was, like, dimes in my shoe in the closet, and there was a dime on the massage table, you know? And there was di- all littered through the house. And so, and then, of course, at his service, there was a whole story around the birds, and you know, that, it was crazy. You know, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. He's giving you
0: so many signs, which is what you call the alchemy of Josiah, but there's a specific sign you continually get, which is the number 22. What is that about? And tell us all the, and there's been so many ways you've gotten that sign. Well,
1: that 22, he left on the 27th. So that's his ascension day, 1022. And normally you're not going to put together, I, I wouldn't think, I wasn't going to put together any dying from that i would do it on his birthday you know nine you know 8 19. but it just kept happening i i i would i kept seeing the 22 and then i was going to he had me it was such an alchemy around it around these mini horses that i went and brought and her name was mary and uh, mary magdalene uh has some significance around the 22. And then his name, his middle name David vibrates to 22. And there was just all these different, oh, the Merkaba, the Merkaba vibrates to 22. So as I was seeing 22, people were coming into my life to tell me another reason why this I'm doing is vibrating to 22. Wow. I'm standing somewhere and I would be talking about the 22, and I'd look down and it would be 22. So as I was just being aware, okay, that's what you're showing me 2022. 20, and then as I kept going, when I would see 1022, I began to start to pause for that whole minute. I would just not move like, okay, son, I love you too. And I would start to give this, this energy around it myself. And he started showing me, he would wake me up at 1022 and show me things. And I would be like, oh, you know, all right. So it became a a way that he could say, I love you, and then the next time I seen it, I would say, I love you more, and, you know, because we had a dialogue of that, and which 22 is about the light of love, and it was all about love and light and energy, and I was flabbergasted, you know, by all that, and as I was writing it out in the story about 22, I was even, like, more blown away, like, what am I writing here? What <laughs>
0: Well that's amazing though. It's such a blessing and it's so reassuring. It really is. It really is. It's
1: reassuring. You know, it's so comforting. I, it's like a text message, you know. I mean, you know, a, the, what we did and Hi mom, I'm here. I love you. Uh I'm getting I'm
0: the best I'm getting am letting you know. I'm right here. Right here. You know, there's days you're not going to notice 1022
1: or 122 or two twenty-two, but there's you know, most days, of course, I do. I always see it, and I think as we put our awareness to something, then we are able to see it better and able to bring that to us and feel more comfort. I'm, you know, I'm really real. Is this the way I want it? No, I want a real text message, I want him walking in the door, all those things, but he has affirmed to me that he's here. He was done. His karma was done. He had his he, path. He had his path. It's, it's that's something, that, that's a. Um, a story that you have to bring to you. You have to dial that in towards you and then give it back to the world so that, you know, you can feel that and feel some comfort in that right yeah totally
0: totally makes sense and it contributes to your journey there's like if there's an overarching theme to all of this how has your heart your soul and your spirit and your life become stronger because of josiah because it obviously had ramifications that leaked on to you that was supposed to be right i had a woman say to me one of his friends
1: said what if you know these things you don't want to hear but what if him leaving Catapulted such, catapulted such a feeling within you that wouldn't have happened unless this happened. Now, of course, I would rather be a shepherd. Of course. You know, I don't want to be this open, you know, but it's forced me to look at things from a perspective higher than I, I would have. Because I had to dive in and say what I said before. This was his journey. I said yes to this, and that was the beginning. I was like, I said yes to this. You're an idiot, you know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? What, what? <laughs> we fall up in the L ethers, and <laughs> that's what he does, and you know, like, but. If I believe that there's a reason we have the children we have and the things we have, you know, that that we choose a lot of this for our own soul purpose. Well, he had a soul purpose. I have a soul purpose. And I had to dive deeper. I had to find ways to understand the un. I' say ununderstandable <laughs> you know but the
0: incomprehensible like, yeah, you're yeah. right you're, yeah. right well I mean like I'm relating to your story because it happened to me with Saul. I mean with the, with the messages that I got and all that's happened who wanted him to leave but the book and the podcast and all that's come from it and helping so many people so like I know that there was an overarching theme and a purpose but man when you're going through it who cares you want him back
1: yeah. period. And that doesn't mean because I wrote a book that somehow I'm all better. It's uh, Healing is a journey. It's not a plateau. You don't get to it and get to like, just ride it out for the rest of your life. You have to to work towards that. and, And there's days where, you know, I'm still prostrate on the ground because I love him. He was my baby. You know, like we love the people we love and we are always going to miss that physical presence, but then he'll show me something, and I'll be like, okay, okay, all right, all right. you know, like, I'll say, you know, stop, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to sometimes, you, you have to be in, in the, in it, in, in it, and, and you have to feel the heal, and there's no magic remedy, you have to do everything and all the things to find that that's that way up up, out no, there's no way out There's just way right
0: through. well if, if you choose to you, you do it takes you on your path to do your healing work and okay. then things evolve from there josiah um left you a gift it, um you had a question about what is the gift he left you chat that challenged the alignment of your mind what was that about
1: i have a friend who said to me in the early early like in within the first like, six, eight months, well, you know, and I'm, you know, you're it's still very void in those six, eight months. And, and she says, well, what's the gift he left you? And I, and I, and I had to stop and pause and think to myself, what do you mean? He left me period, you know, and, and I, I had to like process that information and the gift he left me was himself. I got to, I mean, he gifted me himself for 29 physical years. And the gift he left me was such gratitude for that. Like, just thank you so much for choosing me. I think just choose me again <laughs> forever, you know, like. Right, absolutely. Choose me again, unless we don't have to do this again. You know? <laughs> 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 um, and then, and now as I, I've re- I wrote that, but as I've gone on, it's like this this, this droplets of wisdom and this, this, this appreciation for life in a different way. Um, the things that would have me have so much angst or something and I would get all like flustered over. Things don't seem to matter like that anymore. Um, he... He give me the gift of understanding the afterlife. The gifts haven't, he hasn't even dropped them all in yet. Well, this is what's going on
0: with you now. Look at how you're growing with this. You know, your friend did you a big favor because she got you, she changed your focus. She got you to frame it in a different way. What a what a wonderful um favor she did with you for that. Um and this fascinated me. You connected with Josiah through a medium after he transitioned, which was new for you. Please share the highlights of that experience with us, and tell us how you began communicating with him via automatic writing, and then that took you to studying mediumship for yourself.
1: Actually, I had already studied mediumship quite a bit, and um, I hadn't got uh, had a like found someone that didn't know me to um, read, give me a mediumship reading. For, um, I want to say, I, I'd i have to look at the time frame. I think it was over a year or right around a year. Somewhere. So you
0: waited a year before you really contacted him through a medium. And meanwhile, you were getting your own signs.
1: I was my own uh, things. I, I wasn't too much on social media. Um, I have some beautiful medium friends here who you know, I went to one of her circles, and she didn't know Josiah, she started to talk about him and told me some stories, and, like, I went right, you know, early on, and, and, um, but I wasn't, wasn't looking for anything external for some reason, I, you know, I don't know, like, um, and then after a year, I contacted one gal, um, I want to say she's in London, or the kingdom she didn't know who I was, and, um, she gave me these, 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 she was just, she got that the day he was, the year he was born. And then, you know, she's got these different colors and, you know, like I had told, like I had been dressed and I could hear him say purple. And I'm like, you want me to change into purple? And she started talking about my aura and the colors around me. And they were all, you know, purple and violet. And I was like, I stood up and I like, go, oh, um, that's really weird. And um, one of the ones was um, across from me, I had his, uh, he's the only child I have that has I had his foot first from when he was born. And I had stuck him behind a book back there. And she started saying, what's with his left foot? And I'm like, I don't know, like it's something permanent. It's permanent with his left foot. Did he hurt his foot? And she's asking these questions. And I'm like, well, he did hurt his foot, but right of the left and, and la, 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 la. And then I look and I go, uh, wait a minute. I then picked up my computer and I turned it and I said, there's this left foot right there in ink. How much more permanent is that? You know, like, and I picked it up and brought it over and I was, I was really mesmerized by uh, her capability of tapping in. And so then after that, I was like, hmm okay, I'm going to try it. you know, like, <laughs> and then I got a hold of um, another gal, and I did, like, two others with people that didn't know me, and in the meantime, I was also going to classes on the so there was this, um, and I didn't tell anybody when I was there, you know, anything, and so uh, a lot of them were tapping into that, so I was getting these messages while I was in these classes, but I was also learning um, how to connect more for myself. I took classes online. I took classes. I'm actually going to take a class in September. You know, like, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep moving. I took a little bit of a break during this, you know, finishing the book because it got pretty, (laughs) like, you know, have to just keep your focus on that or, you know. No, you know, it's, it's an intense experience writing a book, I know. <laughs> and I had to read it, read it, read it. And I was crying, crying, crying. So I'm reading my stories. And and I, so, it, yeah, it was really intense. Like, you know, so. But it's done. So. Tell us how
0: you started automatic writing.
1: Well, you know, that came right away at Christmas. So I sat down. So Josiah played the flute. And he has a friend we call John the Flute Maker who lives out in Joshua Tree. And he would take his flutes on consignment to sell them for him. And so we had several of them I brought back so I could give them to him. And um, Jeremy, my daughter, had helped Josiah pick out the last flute. So she took that flute to her house and they don't want to give it back. Because <clears throat> I was, you know, like, give me everything you know i mean i gave a lot of stuff to my kids too but so she thought i was going to take it and i wasn't and so the few that we had here my son started to play my older son and it was his, name was his name is jeremy right was jeremy so jeremy would go back there and he would play it every time he came over and they come over once a week so you know he'd come over and um Probably then he was coming over more than I week, to be honest with you. So I was watching him and I said, You know what? I need to give him upgraded. So I called John and I said, You need to meet. I'm going to keep one of these flutes for Josiah, for Jeremy. Let me see which one he wants. And so I just tricked him, you know, which is your favorite? You know, and I just kind of watched him and he said, I think this one's my favorite because they all play a little different. So I said, Okay. So I met with John. And so then I sat down and I thought, okay, well, let me just write to Jeremy. I thought I was writing to Jeremy. and It wasn't even two months from the experience. And so I sat down and I was just going to write him while I I was giving him, and all of a sudden, I was channeling Josiah. Josiah was writing this poem, basically, to him, and I finished it, and I look down, and I read it again, and I read it again, and I, of course, I'm sobbing, because I can't, like, what happened here, so, um, and I said, okay, well, I guess you got to do that for your sister, too, and I sat down with him, and sure enough, this other beautiful poem came through about him playing the flute for her, and, and uh, it was just gorgeous, and so I, you know, gave that to them for Christmas, and by then, I knew that I had tapped into something. I had tapped into something and um, then I just started writing to him like just you know, like love letters, you know like, right, right
0: which 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 comes through very clearly in the book. And do you still automatic do you still do automatic writing with him? Uh, yes yeah.
1: no, since I finished the book the last um, couple of months, I' kind of taken a sabbatical on like everything. <laughs> you know, they'll say, like, blah, 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 and I go, fine, blah, 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 you know, like, and I'll write a little thing, and I'm, and I, like, <laughs> I you to write another book. Raina,
0: you are called a Heart, Soul, Spirit Practitioner. Why, how should you receive that title, and what modalities do you use? We know you can automatically do automatic writing, but what other modalities do you use to connect people with their healing energies?
1: So, when i was going through all this um you know i had like mind body spirit practitioner and i woke up one night with the word heart um wait a minute um there was grief bonder there was um uh my gosh now you know i just lost my thought on that i think i need to pull it up in the book <laughs> <laughs> what um, um, but before you get to that tell me what
0: modalities you use to connect people with your own healing energies.
1: Well, when I do a reading for someone um I mean I get definitely get information. But I I work with them to tap into their own information because we can go seek out seek out seek out but unless we tap into our own personal strength and with inner wisdom, and I do some inner wisdom groups, and I my goal is so they can tap into their inner wisdom, that they're coming up with the answers within themselves, because that makes you stronger. That makes you um it's way better when you figure something out on your own than when someone tells you. Right. So
0: they probably don't even know that they have this inner wisdom until you help them
1: to access it. Right. So, I mean, it depends on the client. Definitely. I mean, a lot of clients are coming to me and they're just saying like, I just need validation. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's tap in. And we, you know, we go from there and you know, 90% of the time, it's always, you know, this, don't you? I do. Okay. You know, but it, it, It helps them to move through, maybe they were going to go this to the left and they're like, I don't know, left, right, left, right, left, right. In their heart, they knew it was left. They knew they were supposed to go left. And then just chatting with me makes them dig that out, you know, and that's the wisdom of it. That doesn't mean I didn't know, like I knew, you know, and I just want to guide you what to get to your own answer. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you also work with mothers who have children in spirit. How does that? So, I started a group called Lullaby Letters about um, a year. It took about a year. Um, I wasn't looking for groups. I wasn't online. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to be any. I just. I just wasn't. And uh, I was with Smithy right around then. And I heard, you know, I had already been kind of been like, you need to start a break, you need to start a break. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I heard lullaby letters. And I said, lullaby? That's crazy. And I could feel spirit saying, yeah, well, you sang them lullabies and these signs you're getting, they're lullabies. They're literally, they come and they see us, And so... Purse over the shoulder, Alice Cooper eyes, came to the computer, and created this group called Lullaby Letters, Letters from Our Children and Spirits, and I already had several women that I had already met throughout the year, so I invited them into the group, and um, now I start to hold, I'm starting to hold uh, what I call a like sacred mother, well it's mama, sacred mama, tea talks and um you know once a month where we can try to like this month i'm going to talk about um uh, cell memory because there's a cell memory that happens in our body around certain times and certain situations happening um so where i just kind of facilitate a little talk it's casual you know um and then one-on-one if you know just to help guide and understand that their signs are happening it's happening all the time you, they don't, sometimes we don't realize we don't realize that if we're driving down the street and we see 444 that that's an angel sign, that's a spirit sign maybe that's your number from your child or your husband or your mom or whoever is in spirit that you want, and those signs are happening all the time I am always looking at place? because there's a story within the energy of where you happen to go and what you happen to see if you're aware of that, you then know,
0: oh, okay. Okay. I would imagine that there might be mothers listening in this, to this podcast who might want to join your group to be able to better connect with their children's spirit. And you also have healing circles that focus on heal, on inner wisdom and healing grief. Tell us about
1: those. We, um, so my healing circles are going to start back up. They were COVID shut down because <laughs> they're in person. And um, so, a lot of that's about a little training on psychic development, intuition, angels, afterlife, um, and have helping uh, my soul sisters, you know, tap into their own inner wisdom. Grief, obviously, now is a new energy that you know we always are dealing with grief. There's grief of divorce, there's grief of losing so it's just an ongoing story of, of lifting us to a higher vibration where we um, can process information clearer than when we stay in that that, that lower muddy energy um, to, to come out of that chronic grief or blame or um, shit what it could have or, you know, all that. That stuff that we, you know, deal, that we can
0: do on ourselves. So. Right, right. The things we learned from pre-conditioning and pre-programming that uh, kind of uh, get um, transformed when you've been through something like this, right? You believe that healing is not one thing you do, but everything you do. So please explain this and tell, tell our audience, why should healing be important for every single one of us?
1: Well, um... It's not one thing you do, it's everything you do is right. So if you do nothing, you stay in that lower, muddy, chronic grief in your body, your mind your heart, everything's gonna take its toll on you. So a lot of people feel like, well, if I just go to a medium, I'm gonna be all better. You have to learn, you have to go in directions that Bring you joy, and you know, and I and I say this a lot. There's words about our situation, about grief, that have not been created. So we have a language that we have to speak because it's the words we know. But there has to be, not has to be. You want to go and find different ways. So it's yes, you can go to a medium but learn a little bit more about the afterlife and spirituality, learn about Reiki, learn about um, botany, <laughs> you know, learn about painting, learn about, learn about things that interest you because grief has a way of, it's literally like someone picked you up and threw you and you're like, you know, and that's cartoons. And they are you right? <laughs> and, you know, like that's kind of what happens. You have to rebuild yourself and, I know when Josiah left, I thought to myself, who are you without him? You know, we are always in a place of um, re-developing, re-identifying, reinventing who we are. And we forget when we go through life that we like, you know, like a child loves to color or wants to, whatever they want to do, their imagination is through the roof. finding those ways, like, anything that interests you, and I mean anything in the spiritual realm, especially, but even in this physical place we live, if it interests you, try it. it doesn't mean you have to do it forever, you know, like, if you're like I kind of always wanted to paint a picture, go paint a picture, because that, everything you do builds that within you, and, and, and those, those those little tiny accomplishments become big, the, a building block of, of holding you up for the rest of your life. I want to go back to heart, soul, spirit, practitioner. Go ahead, go ahead. I woke up three nights in a row. First night was said heart, soul, spirit. And I thought heart, soul, spirit, well, that's really pretty. I went to the computer and I just Googled it, heart, soul, spirit. And a picture came up with this necklace on it, which was Josiah's. Oh my. Time, and it said heart, soul, spirit. I grabbed the picture, put it on my group. I have a uh you know um group, <laughs> put it on my woo group, and went, okay. And I changed it from mind body spirit to heart, soul, spirit, <laughs> right then and there. And I felt like Josiah had given me that. Sure he sure. So sure that's how so. I retold myself. He did.
0: <laughs> oh wow, that's wonderful though. Raina, what are great ways for people to connect with you? They may want to get work with you for the mothers who are children of spirit. They may want to join one of your healing circles. How are, And uh, of course, get your book. What are the best ways for people to connect with you?
1: Um, you can go to www.rainarene.love. That's
0: R-A-I-N-A-I-R-E-N-E, everybody, .love, .love.
1: Um, And you can go to Amazon, or if you're in the United States, you can get the book from me also, and it shows the two things. You can also get, I have an oracle deck that I created with Josiah's art that's um, Sacred Alchemy, connecting you to the ones you love in spirit. So was kind of like, tell you about that. There you go. Wow. And then (laughs) on this side is four of his mandalas that he has. That he had created that i mean he created many many but they're the pictures that i found that he. oh made. wow so um how they, do
0: people work with those cards do they do they spread them and they choose certain cards and see what comes up
1: which is a message for them and you know what this is what i say and there's a little instruction on the front any way you choose i'm a big i love to do this this and i like to let them fly you can spread it out you can just randomly cut it in half. You can pull it. You know, any way you choose. And what I believe with oracle decks is there's a I call it the nudge, and you just kind of feel this. I gotta pull card. You know, like kind of, <laughs> you know, you can get up every morning and pull a card, and you know, bond to bond, heart to heart, my spirit is connected to yours, and get a message. Um. So any way you oops, any way you choose you can um use them you can use them you know to share with other people if that's something you do but it just to help you um connect in they have a lot of the messages that were in the book Josiah showed me this whole deck and downloaded the messages for me it wasn't gonna you know just so, cool. so you there's a tab that says sacred alchemy and you can you know order them both um there and um, I have uh lullaby letters it just says you know it's facebook lullaby letters and you'll see that it says sacred alchemy before it, and you'll actually see this picture on the top part like that
0: right uh, which is right behind you that's a beautiful beautiful yeah. i love the way he put the heart in the little the tree
1: there Wonderful. Yeah. yeah he created that he actually surprised me with that and sent it to me and then this is his sir Will because he did circus art so he would spin in this thing like a penny and um, I have a lot of cool videos of him Wonderful. on there. And also on the website, there's a, all the signs that I talked about in the book. Obviously, I couldn't put all the pictures, but it's on my website. Um, you can connect with lullaby letters um, if you just want like places where I do all my woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> and Raina
0: Irene, what is your tip for finding joy in life? Now that you've gone through all of this and you've really been able to find joy again.
1: I think it's just remembering that you're still here and they're still here. And a lot of times I stop and I pause and I said, well, what would you say I want me to do? What would my mom want me to do? What would my dad want me to do? And I know the answer. And when I know the answer, I know that I can move through it and I can do whatever it is. And it is absolutely finding things that give you peace. Because what we really need is peace. Our hearts have been shattered. And in that Oriental um, Japanese, they take a shattered piece of glass and they weave liquid gold through it. And when it's done, when they look at it, it's more beautiful And so I think that everything we do to find healing, to find peace, to remember love always is with the gold. And it's healing that piece of our heart. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, doesn't mean we don't cry, doesn't mean we don't have episodes, you know, that it means we're moving and we're giving back to the gift that is
0: people that we love. Yeah, that's beautiful. Raina, what a blessing and a gift Josiah still is to you. And now he's helping you to help others. Your book, Because of Josiah, a sacred alchemy of a mother's unending bond with her son and spirit, is a deep and soulful memoir into your life and heart as a mother. I'm sure it will touch the hearts of many in our Grief and Rebirth podcast audience with its honest look at grief, and the power of healing after living through the unimaginable. Thank you from my heart for this touching and authentic interview that confirms for each of us that our bonds with our loved ones continue on after they have transitioned to the other side. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at at Irene S Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings and bye for now.